to Tranquility for episode two. Tranquility is a podcast for women to be able to grow with the peace given by God. And honestly, y'all, I have a very good message. I was very excited writing this. I was like, I don't know, right now, like, I can see this, like, I'm gonna record now, like, I'm here now. But today's episode, as you can see, is called How Can Women Be More Intentional? And we're also including the attributes of a godly woman to be more intentional. And this is based off of Proverbs 31. If you know, if you know, you know, you know. So first, let's go ahead and open up with a prayer and get into today's episode. Dear God, thank you for bringing these beautiful young women back to my podcast for episode two. I just ask that you allow them to soak up this word, God, so they're able to apply whatever I'm saying to their lives, God, and become more strong, beautiful women who are eager to heal themselves. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Okay, guys, so we always start off with our basic scripture, and we're coming from Proverbs 31 and 30, um, which says, Charm is deceptive and beauty does not last, but a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. And this is at the end of the scriptures that I'm going to be basing off the um, attributes from. And I just love it, just ties everything together. I love that. So, first, let's start off with our first point, which is what does intentionality look like? Intentionality is the power of minds to be about something, to represent or to stand for things, properties, and states of affairs. And I got this. Um, definition off of google y'all first of all i'm not good with words let's just say that so you know all the things that all the big words all now i'm be saying on this podcast i did look up okay okay <laughs> but yes intentionality is the power of minds to be about something it's to have an intention for something why are you doing this it's like a strong desire a strong it's like it's attached to it's kind of like it's being attached to a goal so your intentions of doing this has a reason behind it if you make it, I'm trying to, you know, girl, I can't explain nothing, but you know what I'm talking about. Like, everybody should know what intentionality is. But if you don't know, according to the Wikipedia, blah, 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 blah. So the Google version gives us our definition. But what does God say about intentionality? We are to first shed off the things that are hindering us from being intentional, from setting our minds on the correct things. We have a lot of things, a lot of bad habits that we still practice. And there's nothing wrong with that. But it's time to look at our bad habits and get rid of them and focus on the habits that are good that you are practicing and start, you know, practicing them more, bettering them, correcting them so that you can start focusing on what needs to be focused on. Once these things are shedding off, we can then put our full trust in God so that he can set our feet on the right path, the path that we desire according to his purpose for us. We have a lot of plans. We have a lot of goals. So sometimes those bad habits we start to do just to get to our goals but it's way better ways to approach our goals way better way better people to talk to a better crowd to be around and our first better thing that can make our goals come to life and come to fruition is having god on our side is talking to him about our plans is letting him know that god i want this to be done is this the right thing to do is the right move to make let me know and he will talk to you, whether it's through prayer or his word, he will give you a prophetic message and you will be able to take what he's saying and apply it. So that whatever goal you have in store, if it's not the right time, be patient. If it's the right time, he will show you what moves to make, what people to talk to, what things you need to get if you need to buy something, just anything. He will show you what to do. It doesn't have to be materialistic. He will show you where your mind needs to be at, 
where your thoughts need to be. How you how are you thinking? Because a lot of a lot of times our um, attitudes get in the way of our blessings, our mindsets, how we think get in the way of our blessings, and we don't want that. So it's important to let God in into our plans so that our plans, when they come, they will last. They aren't just worldly plans. It's not something we did on our own based on our own ways of life. It's based on God's way. And God's way is always the right way because every time he blesses you, it comes at the right time. It's in the right time, the right place, the right situation. Because a lot of times we can't be handling things when we're not in our right mind. We can't be handling things when we're not in our right spirit because we can mess those opportunities up for ourselves. We can be the hindrance of our of our plans. Some scriptures that I picked up on that um code that um go along go that ooh Jesus that aligned with what I'm saying is from Hebrews 12, 1 through 2, which says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. And also Psalms 37 and 5, which says, Commit your way to the Lord, trust in him, and he will do this. I really want to start off with intentionality because as a woman, when we have um, goals and plans for our lives, we need to have an intention behind it. Um, a lot of times we look on social media and we get jealous. And a lot of times we don't admit that we're jealous because we don't have to be, I mean, our personality doesn't have to be a jealous person. We can always get, there's always times we can get envious without even knowing that we're envious. But subconsciously, we are envious. So when we get on social media, we see relationships in the light where sometimes we, if we're already in a relationship, we're like, well, he doesn't do this for me like he does for her, da 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 da, da. Um, or um, somebody gets a new car and we're still rocking with that car, we've been rocking it for seven years, and I'm like, God, when is it time for me to get a car, blah, 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 somebody got a job opportunity, something really big that you wish you had, and you start getting subconsciously jealous and envious, and so a lot of times we move off of that envious spirit and start making moves for something that is not even in our plan right now. Of course, it's nice to have a nice, a good new, nice car. But is that your focus as of right now? We don't we don't always need something new. We don't always need something that somebody has. Everybody's story is different. And God blesses everybody according to their so according to his timing and his purpose. So you can't move off of envious spirits and move off of jealousy and start doing things because somebody else is doing it. Somebody is making moves. Somebody got motion. They got motion. I need motion. Blah, 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 blah. Social media can really twist everybody up and really start making us be envious people, people who are not proud of everybody else, who can't even celebrate everybody else's moments. But soon our moments come, we're mad because they're not celebrating our moments because we're so cooped up in the um i don't it's a certain word for i saw it on tiktok but we get into this spirit of i need this because they got it i need that because they got it this needs to happen for me because this is happening for them you have to have an intention and you have to know god's intention as well because when you have your own intention and you have god's intention you mix those together then things will start to work out a little bit more because we can't just move off an envious spirit we can't move off of, oh, she say, she say, he say, he say, he got, she got. We can't be moving like that. We have to move according to God's purpose. And we have to move according to, we have to have an intention. Intentionality is so big. It's big with a relationship with God. It's big with a relationship with others, whether family, friends, our relationship, 
we have to have intentions for ourselves. What do we want? What do we want from ourselves in 2024? What do we want from ourselves this month? What do we want to do today? What is our purpose for today? What do we need to get done today? Intentions matter. So moving on to our second point, why does intentionality matter when talking about the attributes of a godly woman? I mentioned that we are going to be talking about the attributes of a godly woman, um, but why are we talking about intentionality and why are we talking about the attributes of a godly woman? When getting rid of the bad habits that hinder us from being intentional in our everyday lives, applying the virtues of a Proverbs 31 woman would be easier. Um, we are then more disciplined as we put our trust in God and focus on ourselves more rather than the things we cannot control. Um, when we look at the attributes of the godly woman, when I list them out to you, you will start to see what I mean about focusing on things that we can't control rather than things we can't control. Um, and having that intention when we have the set goals, set plans in our minds and having an attention behind them, having an attention with the relationship with God, you will start to focus and see the things that need to be done and the things that do not need to be done. The things that can be controlled and the things that can't be controlled. We cannot control situations that are out of our zone. We can't control how other people feel and think about us. We can't control external factors. We can only control what's within us and what we in our situations ourselves, we can't get, we control, we can control how we um, respond to things. We can control how we use things. It's internal. We can't ex um, control external factors. Philippians 4, 6 through 7 says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I really love that scripture because it reminds you to trust God. Allow God's peace to be stored up in you. A lot of people talk about, oh, yes, I, I would love to be at peace. I would love to want peace. I would love to be peaceful. Cannot be peaceful from worldly peace because worldly peace does not last. There's no peace in the world. There's peace with God. And it's um, speaking from experience. The way I used to handle situations were really bad. I'm not going to lie. I used to get violent when I'm angry, throw things when I'm angry, just go on and on and cuss, 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 call people out when I'm angry. But now, when someone tries to argue with me, you will not get no reaction out of me. Like, it's not even, I'm not even playing. This is what happened to me the other day. Got into an argument, baby. <laughs> I was so, I don't care. Like, I feel like I, it was like, dang, why am I not reacting? Why am I not giving so much energy? It's not that I don't care because of course I care. If I didn't care, we wouldn't be even talking in the first place. We wouldn't even be on the phone with this conversation, okay? I would have been hung up. I care enough to not put all of my anger on that person. I care enough to not yell. I care enough to not be violent. I care enough not to call them out their name. I care so much that I'm protecting my energy, I'm protecting my peace, and we're going to talk in an adult way, we're going to talk in an adult manner, and we're going to fix the situation, because yelling and arguing gets you nowhere. Your point is not there, the situation is not fixed, you're just going on and back and forth and back and forth. What does that do for you? It does nothing but disrupt your peace, gets you out of character, turns you to a person, your other side that you trying to fight so bad to not be like. It just doesn't end well. So the whole time I'm just sitting there like, okay, yeah, 
all right, okay, you done yelling, you done yelling. We can talk about this later when both of us are calmed down. I like to talk things out when everything, both sides, both parties are calm. When we're calm, things get fixed. When you're angry, you got all this wrath picked up in you, this madness, nothing gets solved. You're acting out of anger. You're acting out of emotions. So of course, you're going to say things you don't mean. Of course, you're going to be of course, you're going to be so angry. Of course, you're going to be arguing. Of course, you're going to be yelling because you're not giving yourself time to think, to pause, to feel. Allow yourself to, to think, to pause, to feel. It should be the other way around, though. Pause, think, feel. <laughs> pause, think, feel. Feel your emotions. Understand why are you angry at this moment? Why is this person making you angry? Why is this situation making you angry? Take some time to think about it. Come back when both of y'all are talking civilly. It's just... That kind of peace that I'm talking about, like, I've never experienced that type of peace before. Never, ever in my life experienced that type of peace before. So, yes, of course I'm feeling good. Of course I'm happy about that. Of course I'm going to tell y'all about the peace of God because it's just weird. It's, it's, I'm not even going to lie. I was weirded out because I'm, like, not used to being so calm in situations like that. But when I'm already hearing you and I'm already talking about my point of view and I'm hearing your point of view and I'm telling you what's wrong and what's right and you're still not seeing me, let's pause because we're not we're not getting anywhere and we're not seeing eye to eye yet. So unfortunately, yeah. But that's what I, I just love. I'm just, uh, yes, y'all, okay, y'all, that's the episode for another day. But moving on to our last point, um, actually our third point because my last point is just summing everything up. But to the third point, we're going to move into now the seven virtues of a Proverbs 31 woman. Now we can put together the pieces of the puzzle. And there's seven virtues. Um, and I brought the definitions for each virtue. So when I read the verse, you can actually make more sense of it and you can know what I'm talking about. So the first virtue is dignity. And it is a state or quality of being worthy of honor or respect. And this comes from Proverbs 31, verse 10, which says, A wife of noble character who can find, she is worth far more than rubies. Number two, patience, which is the capacity to accept or tolerate delay. Excuse me, y'all. Trouble or suffering without getting angry or upset. This is found from verses 13 and 16, with verse 13 saying, She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. Leading into verse 16, where it says, she considers a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. Number three, diligence, which means to be careful and persistent work or effort. Ooh, hold on, y'all. Let's reread it. Number three, <laughs> diligence, careful and persistent work or effort, which is found in verse 17, which says, she sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her task. Number four, generosity. The quality of being kind and generous, which can be found in verse 20, where it says she opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. Verse 5, courage, the ability to do something that frightens one, which can be found in verse 25, which says she is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. Verse, I mean, <laughs> number 6, which is <laughs> oh, wisdom, the soundness of an action or decision with regard to the application of experience, knowledge, and good judgment which can be found in verse 26, which says she speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. And our basic scripture now, which is verse 30, charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. And this concludes our last um, attribute, which is devotion, which is the principle and practice of spending time with God in prayer and his word. 
And actually, there are many definitions for devotion, but I really want to get the Bible-based definition uh, because this is what the scripture that is what it's talking about is the Bible-based devotion um, definition for devotion, which is the principle practice of spending time with God and prayer and His Word. And um, that's one of the things I really want to work on more in 2024 is spend more time with God, make sure that I'm reading His Word throughout the day, make sure I'm talking to Him, make sure I'm coming to Him first about situations and not getting worldly advice from anybody because nobody because if you keep I found this out you keep going to people about stuff asking for advice it doesn't end well because there's sometimes their advice is not up to par and it's going to make you do things that you're going to re eventually regret and I like to talk to God first I like to go into his word first because I want to see what he's saying to me I want to see how I should handle the situation I want to see if I'm tripping or not <laughs> so I really, every time I try to go to people about certain things, it doesn't really end well. So I just start to, you know, hush my mouth about my problems and talk to God about it because he's not going to tell anyone anyway. So, you know, to worry less about anyone spilling my, spilling my tea, I'll just go to God about it because I know he ain't no snitch. So it's like, what? But you're probably like, what is this? Like, what does this all mean? Like, what's really the basics about this? Girl, let me get there. Intentionality begins once you reevaluate your life and decide what habits need to leave and what habits need to be worked on and structured. Once these bad habits that serve no purpose in your life are trashed, you can then focus on your refreshed, rejuvenated life. Structure and discipline are then added when we invite God in and let Him in, be in control of our lives. We have desires and we have plans for our lives, but they won't be in alignment unless we allow God to align our steps. Proverbs 15 22 says, Plans fail for lack of counsel, but how many? But with many advisors, they succeed. These seven virtues will shape us into healed women. 2024 should be your season of healing, not saying that you're going to heal, but actually putting into action the process of healing. Once we apply these virtues to our lives, a shift will begin. You don't have to be perfect. Practice these virtues and watch how your response to things change. When you have an intention behind everything you do, you have God's intentions, things will prosper. You have put off those bad habits. You're working on your good habits. You're working on these attributes, applying them to your life. You're going to start seeing a change. Your reaction to things will change. How you handle things will change. The way you go about your day changes. You have a set, um, you have a set disciplined um, routine. You do things with attention, no flaw, you allow things to be. You have peace. And you're healing yourself. And I'm telling you that all these seven virtues, you keep applying them and you're going to heal the anger in you. You're going to heal the bitterness in you. You're going to heal the sadness in you. You get that peace, you're healing you. You start talking to God, let him in, you're healing you. Because I promise you, once you start healing yourself the right way, you will become healed. It won't take you so long. You're still doing the same things over and over. Because healing by yourself, it takes a while. You don't know the right way. You don't know the right instruction. But you let God in because he wants to heal you. He doesn't like to see, he doesn't like to see us upset. He doesn't like us to see us crying all the time. He doesn't like to see us continuously getting hurt. You let him in, he speaks to you more. You know what to do. You know how to handle things. You know how to fix things. You know how to feel better about things. You know, once whenever you get sad, whenever you get lonely, whenever you get scared, you know what scriptures to read. You know what counsels to seek. 
God's counsel. And if there's certain things that need like worldly help, like therapy or anything, take it. There's, I really, it's a really, it's a controversy between, you know, therapy and Christianity, but I feel as though you can have God's counsel and you can have medicated counsel. Some things you just can't, can't always be handled that fast and in a way you want it to. So sometimes you do need to seek, you know, professional help. There's nothing wrong with that. I've been in therapy a few weeks ago. There's nothing wrong with that. But also know when to seek God's counsel. Know that you also have to let him in. He can't help you fully if you can't let him in. So with that being said, guys, this is the end of episode two. I really enjoyed this episode. I'm, I don't really know, guys, at the moment what I'm going to talk about for episode three. I'm kind of putting something together that's been on my mind. And I've just been really excited around these episodes because I feel like I'm a, like a, I ain't know, like a little mentor. Like, <laughs> I really been doing my thug nizzle. But guys, I just really hope that y'all like today's episode. Um, just as I just really hope that this helps you and gets you um, to a place of peace and a place of healing so that 2024 can actually be your year instead of you saying, oh, this year will be my year and it's never your year. Let's make it your year, okay? All right, guys, let's do the closing prayer and we can get up out of here. Dear God, thank you for allowing these women to be able to heed to your word today and listen to some spiritual and emotional and mental counsel, God. I just ask that you allow these words to be prophetic to their lives, God, and allow them to apply them. Apply these virtues, God. Allow these women to become better, better, stronger women. In Jesus' precious name, amen. All right, guys, this is the end of episode two. I love y'all and I hope y'all enjoyed. Mwah.